machine is having problems and needs, uh, I don't even know what. So, just gonna I'll, I'll take care of it Alright, so, the Rebbe Melch is going on the beginning of the Parsha. So, uh, it says in Pasuk, Vishma Yisrael Kayin Midian Chaisin Moshe, that Yisrael, the priest of Midian, the father of Moshe Rabbeinu, heard, Everything your Rebbe did to Moshe, for Moshe and to call Yisrael, that he took us out of Mitzrayim. So the Rebbe is dealing with something the Farshim deal with is that it's a little bit, it's a little bit redundant. But what does a pasuk have to say that Yisrael heard everything that Hashem did to Moshe and to call Yisrael that he took them out of Mitzrayim? Say that Yisrael heard what he Yisrael heard that the Rebbe took us out of Mitzrayim. Obviously, that's to Moshe and to call Yisrael. What's being added by those words of to Moshe to call Yisrael and so on? Okay, so again, you have this in front of you, but just listen in. It's a relatively simple, simple piece, but uh, there's chizik in it, you know? So it says like this. He says, He calls to introduce the answer that in the Haggadah after Magid, there's a bracha that we say at the end of Magid. And so the bracha is, bracha to Hashem, we thank Hashem for Haitzianu mi avdus l'cheres, right? Umi shibu l'geula, that's sort of at the end, right before we start uh, with Halal. That Hashem took us out of, again, from slavery to freedom, from Sheba Lagula, uh, bondage to redemption, from darkness to light. Those are three different descriptions of what happened by Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So obviously the question is why, what do you do all three? What's each one added? So he says, So let's investigate those languages to see what it's coming to add, what, what aspect of Yitzhak Mitzrayim is being described yeah. in all those three languages. So he says like this, It makes a lot of sense that everyone at the time of Yitzhak Mitzrayim appreciated what happened based on their level of gulas, Right? Everyone experienced the gulas differently. And so Mela, their appreciation for the Gula is also going to be different. So he explains. So someone that was, that was in the slave pits, he was working all day long, building bricks and so on. So that's what Gullus meant to him, the fact that all day long he's building buildings for Parai. So so that person appreciates the gula in that sense, and now he doesn't have to be, you know, be enslaved by power in that way of, of, of constantly working. That's, that's what uh, that person appreciates. But then you had other people, let's say Sheva Levi, they were not enslaved in that way, so they don't appreciate the gula in terms of not having to build bricks. Ella, so what, what was the gullus to them? The goal to them was not necessarily they're building bricks for Pari, but the fact that they're not free. They can't do what they want. They can't think they want. They can't go where they want. That level of enslavement, of being trapped. So that's what it meant for Sheva Levi. So to them, what does Gula mean? The fact that they're able to be free in such a that they could think what they want, they could do what they want. Not, just, not, not necessarily they were doing anything so terrible, but the fact that they're free, that's what Gula meant to them. And then you have another category of people. Until now, the Golas and Gula was, was physical. Either the harsh work, or just the fact that you're not able to do what you want. But then you have people that are on a higher level. They're not, obviously, Golas means one of those two as well, but that's not, that's not bad to what Golas means to them. The main dream that they always had when it came to Gula they should be able to become tzaddikim, to serve Hashem, to connect to that which is divine, to become 
the hybrid of people, uplifted people. That's what they always wanted. And being in Mitzrayim, it wasn't so much about the slavery or about the uh, you know the imprisonment. It was uh, it was the fact that the tumba of Mitzrayim was holding them back from becoming Avdi Hashem and being being sensitive to Ruchnius. That's what the coarseness of Mitzrayim. That's what was bothering them. The fact that in Mitzrayim, in a place of impurity, there was this cloud covering over them, holding them back from feeling anything, from being able to get to the next level in their avodah Hashem. That's what their that's what Golis meant to them. Now, when there's a geula or nogalim, now it's called light. They, they they're seeing themselves as moving from darkness to light. To now. They're on a path that they could grow and have more clarity, more connectivity, more upliftedness. That's what really made them happy when they left Mitzrayim. So now it goes back. This is the three languages by the Haggadah, right? Again, the languages were So it says like this. The first category of person that Golis means slave pits, and gula means not slave pits. That's called mishibur legula. So Hashem, we, we're thanking Hashem on Pesach night that He took us out of shib legula, and that's what gula, That's really what Yitzis are meant for some people. Regarding the second person, that's not so much about slave pits, but it's about just freedom in terms of doing what you want and going where you want and so on. Because an evid doesn't necessarily mean he's doing hard labor. An evid just means he's not free. That's miavdus lecheres. And regarding the third category of what, of someone that it's just a matter, it's a more geruchnius, being able to have a Jewish heart and not to be desensitized and to be able to have clarity in life, that's what it means. So those are the three, three parts of the bracha. One, two, darkness to light, that's three. Fine, that's the basic idea. Now what we see from here, the point of this introduction is, that Golas and Gula means different things for different people. That's what it means. Ulazeh gamkein b'kan. Therefore, in this Pasuk as well, when Yisrael hears, again, the Yisrael says, Yisrael heard, everything the Rabbani Shalom did for Moshe and to the Jewish people, they took them out of Mitzrayim. So the question is, he took them out of Mitzrayim. We have to, what do you have to differentiate between what Hashem did to Moshe, what Hashem did to the Jewish people? The answer is, it's not the same. It was all the same story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, but what that meant for different people. It means different things for different people. What Moshe Rabbeinu is experiencing, what it means to him to come out of Mitzrayim, and what it means for Dustin Avir to come out of Mitzrayim, it's not the same thing. They both share something in common, that they're both celebrating Yitzhak and Pesach night, but what Yitzhak means is different for different people. Same thing over here. She Yisrael Haven, Yisrael understood. That Yitzhak is a good, it's a goodness, it's a blessing that Hashem gave to the Jewish people, but it becomes divided amongst individuals of what that means to them. That's what it means. Hashem did to Moshe and to the Jewish people. For Moshe, Yitzhak means one thing, and the rest of the Jewish people means different things. But here's the Nakuda. But then the Pasuk then ties it all together. But at the end of the day, no matter if you're the greatest Jew in the world, and to you, Tzitzitzit means unbelievable, lofty things, or you're Dustin and Avirim, and all it means is that you're not a slave anymore, at the end of the day, 
And that's a way of uniting all Madregas. So although each one in, appreciates the Indian differently, but at the end of the day, you all experience the same thing. And so even if the sensitivities are different, at the end of the day, the Yant of Pesach, is for every single year. Just they experience it on different levels. But what is being experienced is the same thing. It's the same thing. One Jew might not feel the Afeil Largadol, and one Jew might not feel the Avdus Lecheres, but that's what Yitzhak Mitzrayim is. So this is the this is the point of the year. This, you know, it's Parashi have Man Torah, right? Man Torah is something that's very much individualized. What does Torah mean? What are mitzvahs to, for a tzaddik? It's like this. For a regular person, it's like that. But Maimon has seen us every single year. So we, we all have a hiskashras to Torah. And it's amazing to think about that. What we're doing when you're, you know, davening, learning, putting on tefillin, saying a good word, is mamish the same thing that the tzaddikah hadaris are always doing as well. What it means to you, what it feels like, that's different. But what you're doing is mamish the same thing as the biggest tzaddikah in the world. That itself is, uh, is, is mamish a nace in a certain sense. It's mamish a big miracle that you could have one activity that every single yid, no matter, from the lowest to the highest, are all doing the same thing, just experiencing it differently. And that's what's going on with these season time as well. No, Shabbos is one of those days also. You know, everyone has Shabbos. What does Shabbos mean? All different things. We should be zeicher that it should go. We should be mafel our gadol. All right.